0: So uh, welcome to another episode of An Inquiry into Freedom with your hosts Ron and Alan. Uh, I would be Alan and that would be Ron. So I I wanted to tell you something interesting that happened uh, to my wife and I. We've gotten into a little bit of conversation regarding the IRS. And, you know, they're using them to... uh, conduct raids, and just, I don't know. I, I I, mean, it's just another uh, communist, Marxist organization that the government has decided, hey, we can utilize these people to do some things that uh, we shouldn't be using them to do. So interestingly enough, uh, a lot of folks are out there. Uh, I, I heard a guy on, on a show say, "Oh, you're blowing this way out of proportion with the, the IRS. They're they're really not. You know, they didn't hire 87,000 agents to, you know, be armed and go raid people's homes and all this other stuff." Well, if if I get a phone call from the IRS asking me why I have a vehicle that has not been registered and that I have not paid taxes on, let me assure you that they're going to come to your home if you owe a little bit more than, what does it cost me, $60 to register a vehicle in the state of Tennessee? Wow. Did they really do that? Uh, Yeah. The IRS called my wife. Not saying they didn't call me for certain reasons, but it's a good thing they didn't. But they said, hey, uh, do you own a Ford Explorer? And she's like, yeah. Well, uh, the tags on your Ford Explorer have expired. And the taxes haven't been paid. This is a 2002 Ford Explorer that we haven't driven in over a year. Um, Actually trying to sell it. Uh, we don't use it.
1: Wait, why would you owe federal tax
0: on a? I, I, well, I, there isn't. I don't understand why the IRS was calling to inform us that we need to register our vehicle. And You're pay sure for- this wasn't a scam
1: call. Scam call.
0: Uh, she was pretty certain that it. No, she was pretty certain that it was legit.
1: Wow.
0: I okay. said, why why are you sure? And and I, I asked her the same thing. I said, Are you sure that you know, but how would a scam how would a scammer know that my vehicle's not registered? Uh, they don't have information. So Well, the red light camera company. But it hasn't been it's been sitting in, in our yard, in our driveway, like I said, for at least a year. We we don't drive it, it's not insured anymore, you know, because we don't use it. Okay. And huh? and so I I mean how would a scam artist they you can't look up somebody's driver's license plate number and find out any information about them. That's all that's all private information. So
1: well, the red light camera companies have it.
0: But I mean if it's not being driven and I live at way out in the country, I mean, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The but point, they would
1: know if it's been registered.
0: Yeah, the point is is that uh I just found that very bizarre. Yeah, that is bizarre. Because, like you said, a a vehicle registration has nothing to do with the federal government. Yeah. But it it was an IRS agent. And I'm like, are you sure? And she said, 100%. Yeah. It wasn't like the state. It wasn't, you know, the, the Secretary of State or the county clerk or anyone like that it was an irs agent so i i mean i don't know it's just really weird that that happened uh i thought i'd mention it that's incredible it is very um I don't,
2: yeah that
1: that's
0: just i mean i don't know good. what they would have to gain yeah uh, you know from that other than uh If I was to, you know, fuel it up, they'd they'd get the tax money from the fuel. But, I I mean, I don't know. We don't even have it insured anymore because we don't drive it. I'm trying to sell it. And I'm not Uh trying very hard. I I mean, I'm not even listed in or anything like that. Uh, Originally, my wife, so my older son is trying to get his driver's license. And he doesn't like to drive a pickup truck. And that's the two vehicles that we have. We have my my uh, wrapped pickup, and then we have another pickup. And it's just, how, old it's just, are they how old is the Explorer? How old is the Explorer? Two thousand two, yeah. I believe.
3: Oh, okay. So yeah, it's that's got like
0: it. almost a half a million miles on it, and it still runs great. Oh my God! Okay. Well, it wouldn't fit me then. I'm looking for a well. Anyway, forget about it. I but should it's not got, about like. Your, I almost
1: bought an Edsel today. Can you believe it? An Edsel. Yeah. Like I need an Edsel. Right. Okay. (laughs) I mean,
2: really. I mean,
0: so uh, Uh. I think it's got like close four hundred thousand. But uh, so my before we decided we're gonna get rid of it because he he didn't like driving the trucks. I'm like, does he real? Does he not realize that it's a truck with a top on it? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no difference between uh, the Ford Explorer. You know, it's got the big V8 in it and leather seats and, you know, four-wheel drive, all that crap. But anyway, um, uh, segue into – we we talked a little bit about this last time, but I want to play this clip here because we have an issue um, with our government agencies and uh, what they are doing or what they are not doing. Let's listen to this moron for a second.
4: The House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenge. That included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official, which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father." So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the President's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then, that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. James, James,
1: let me just, let me save you some, no, let me say, let me, <coughs> me say, let me save you some
2: breath. If you're going to ask about this, <coughs> I am not I address. I don't, I know you do
3: more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it, right. I'm not going to do makes
0: it. Where was the
3: Thanks, guys. Have a great
0: weekend. And he walks off like a jackass. Yeah, that
1: happened uh, a couple of months ago, didn't it? I uh, know this was four days ago. Oh, it did? Okay. Well, I've heard the I've heard the uh, b- business about uh, Z before. Yeah, I read this, I read that tweet. Uh,
0: this, I read that or the, yeah. the uh WhatsApp message on a previous episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been a. Well, uh, that actually leaked out quite a long time ago. Yeah. Well, but that's known, the, so. But. So that's the but issue. But they here. still haven't done crap about it, right? Well,
0: that's the issue here. These reporters in the in the press briefing are asking these questions. They're asking the president. They're asking uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. They're asking the DOJ. They're asking the Attorney General, and nobody wants to answer the question. Nobody nobody wants to tell the truth. Yeah. And so James Rosen, uh, you know, asks it again because yeah. Corinne Jean-Pierre is <laughs> not going to answer it, right? The, the only b- journalist in the room. I mean, <laughs> basically, yeah, for, with, with the exception of the, the guy from South Africa that they refused to call on. I don't even know if he's even allowed in the room anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Peter, you know because they're all Peter inclusive, is. they're all inclusive, yeah. and you know not not racist by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. As long as you're not black
1: and you're not from Africa, yeah. Then you, uh, you know, if he was a a black guy from Alabama, then they. Anyway, I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, that's BS, man. And and both him and uh, John Pierre Paul uh, dodged it. I mean, what's the big deal? I mean, they, even if they don't want to talk about it, they, they ought to say um, they, they need to provide enough information to make the question go away, as in it is under investigation, you know? But why is it? It's, they
0: can't say that because it's not, which I think is the problem. Well, um, so one of the problems is, too, Ron. And uh, I don't know if if you've heard this, but but along with the uh, so the um, the the criminal charges and investigations that have supposedly been undertaken, a lot of the uh, so there there are multiple congressmen and senators and. Others that are saying the FBI and the DOJ slow walk this, and, and the statute of limitations is run out on a lot of the things that they had the opportunity uh, to uh, launch criminal investigations into, or if they did, they just they just stalled them for so long that now they've the the statute of statute of limitations is run out, and then they keep bringing up the. Uh, the Attorney General or the, the DA, I can't remember what his actual title is, the guy from uh, Delaware, uh, Mr. Weiss.
1: Whoa, the Andrew
0: Weiss? Yes, who, who, oh,
1: God. who yeah.
0: basically colluded with Attorney General Merrick Garland to make sure that no charges were brought in another district, like they are doing with Trump, right? The federal yeah. government decided that they had no case against him when it came to the, uh, the hush payments and all these other things. So the federal prosecutors dropped it. Then some rogue district attorney in New York decides, well, I'm going to take a, a misdemeanor or a couple of misdemeanors that the federal government didn't want to have anything to do with. I'm going to turn them into felonies, and then I'm going to go ahead and press the charges in New York. Well, the the argument is is that the uh, district attorney in Delaware was told by Merrick Garland, "You can bring up any charges you want to." Now they're finding out that that's not actually what happened. He was basically told, "Knock it off." In a nutshell, just to you know, get to the point. Please. The the DA in in Delaware, in Delaware, I think. and now I think so. Now the the uh, uh, Congress wants to do an investigation into whether or not because Merrick Garland said, "Hey, listen," he said this on several occasions. He said it to uh, the the House Judiciary Committee, and he said it in press conferences that he did not direct the DA in Delaware to either file or not file any charges. It was completely, the ball was in his court, and he could do whatever he wanted to. Now, come to find out, Merrick Garland may have lied, under oath, when he said that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, so now, the the House Republicans are drawing up articles of impeachment, against Merrick Garland. I'm not going to hold my breath because we all know that the, uh, Republicans talk a really big game and then they never do anything. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you want to sit here and say, well, why aren't they hauling all their asses into, into, uh, 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 into these committees and having hearings but that's all we see is hearing after hearing after hearing after hearing hearing, and nothing ever happens again it's the all the old show and tell right so this is just another example of you know these these bureaucrats and these bureaucracies that uh you know claim to be doing the the bidding for the american people that don't do a damn thing And I thought it was interesting. I saw this the other day and I thought, well, this is par for the course. Um, if you're going to hold a press briefing, you should answer questions, even if you don't like them. Because the question that he asked him about, there's nothing top secret about it, there's nothing that the public uh, doesn't deserve to know. So answer the damn question. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: If you're not hiding anything. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if, uh, you know, one night you go out with your buddies and you're out drinking and and you stay out till three or four o'clock in the morning and you get home and your wife asks you a question or your girlfriend or whatever, your significant other. Or both of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or both of them. You know, what were you doing? Uh, Nothing. Yeah. Where were you at? Ah, Nowhere. I mean, if you're not hiding something, then answer the question. You know, if everything is on the up and up, then why are you so deceitful?
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: That's because it's not on the up and up, right? Well, we all know that. So let's get into, into, uh, I haven't done this in a while, Um, some stupid news. Communist trans flag flown at Bud Light Pride event. Apparently Bud Light didn't learn the first time. So they had a, a Pride event in Toronto. And uh, they had a communist transgender flag. Nudity and drag queen performances. Bud Light was a sponsor of the Toronto Pride event. Uh, hey, did you know there's another balloon over Montana? No. Of course you didn't. So there is another balloon. So here's the funny thing about people in my Hey, wait
1: a second. I was pretty proud that I knew that the Titanic went down this week. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it had already happened, but sure enough, you know, here it is 100 but, uh, oh, a hundred was, years later. Like, Has it been a hundred years? Yeah, longer than that. It was like... It, but it was the some submersible thing, like, we can't say submarine, but, yeah, I'm like, I know nothing about it, but I do know something about the Titanic going down this weekend. So, we, I have that going for me.
0: Before I get, uh, so before I get off the, the pride thing, a man was arrested in Pennsylvania. Uh, who was a street preacher, reciting Bible verses at a Pride event earlier this month. Damon Atkins, a self-professed Christian street preacher, was arrested for disorderly conduct during an LGBTQ Pride event. They uh, dropped the charges, obviously. Um, he's just reading Bible verses uh, on, on the sidewalk to uh, attendees which included uh, drag queens and children. And so a uh, police officer decided that he was uh, he was uh, disturbing people and arrested him. And they drop the charges. That, my friends, is a violation of your civil rights. And therefore, that man should sue the city and that police officer. Just saying. Um, Some new uh, details came out on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's. I don't know, accidental suicide. (laughs)
2: Okay.
0: So, the Department of, uh, Department's Office of the Inspector General slammed the Bureau of Prisons over multiple failures that resulted in the death of billionaire financier and convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Um, so they are chalking it up to staffing shortages managing inmates at risk for suicide malfunctioning security camera systems management failures and widespread disregard of BOP policies and procedures whatever
1: yeah, there's isn't it a little odd that that is the first time they've had a suicide in that facility? Of After all the people who have been through there, that was the first time.
0: Really? I, I did not know that.
1: Yeah. All the mob guys they've had in there, and I mean... It, Rikers is a pretty notorious place, but that that particular location where they have the uh, Where they had him There has never been a suicide in that building As far as I know there. Yeah, as far as I know there hasn't been one since then
0: Probably won't be
1: So how on earth does that happen all of the videos are off the cameras are off. The guards are fucking asleep, and and he's off. He's off himself. Uh, they don't even have it on video. I mean, so I don't know what are, what do they expect us to to believe that, that he actually did it? I mean, it's like the Bermuda Triangle. They're asking us to. You know, I don't have a problem with, yeah, weird things happen, okay? We all get that. Anyone who's ever played golf does that. It, you know, weird things happen all the time in that sport. Just when you think you've seen it all, something weird happens. But come on. So, yeah, there's there's just no way that I'm convinced. I mean, I'm not some... Conspiracy theory guy about him committing suicide, but I'm like, I just don't believe it. You know, I'm I'm not convinced. I'm not even close. I'm not even in the uh, sure anything can happen at at this point. You know, but then I I I've said this before that I've become so cynical that I basically almost need to be proven to that the sky is blue.
0: Well, I mean, but there are some circumstances surrounding this whole thing with him that, that actually, I don't know, you don't even have to be cynical to go, wait a minute. I mean, we have two conflicting autopsy reports uh, from, from two of the, the most well-known uh, pathologists. I believe is their title uh, that, that are, they have differing opinions. One is that both of them, both of them agree that he died from asphyxiation, but they disagree on what caused that. Was it he, you know, tied his bed sheet to, uh, you know, uh, the rail on the bed and hung himself and the other one is his larynx was crushed which is not usually typical from uh, you you would have to like jump off of a uh, you know some sort of elevated uh, either like a I don't know stairwell or something and and Snap your neck, like like if you were being hung in, t- in the town square for you know back in the day, whatever. Yeah,
1: there's no way to generate enough force to do
0: that. that. It, that's the, it, what I was trying to get at. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So I mean, th- there are questions, but again, we, we don't get the answers. So I mentioned it's just like with the the um, the new balloon flying over Montana, and people in Montana don't have a lot to do. You know, there's th- so. They see things. And people in Montana called and said, hey, we see a balloon. was flying at 57,000 feet. And so I don't remember the congressman's name from Montana, but he called the Department of Defense and said, hey, there's a balloon flying over Montana. Again. And you know what their response was? Yeah, we're aware. But we don't think it's a threat, so we, we don't. We don't believe that there, uh, there is any reason for investigating uh, the balloon. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. No. And so. They just let it go. And so uh, we don't know what it is. But, but why should we even know? What do we need to know? Why do we need to know if there's, you know, unidentified flying objects flying over our states? Um, And and whether or not it's a a Chinese spy balloon or just a a who knows where it came from. Mm -hmm. Because China, you know, they're good folks, folks.
1: Yeah.
0: In the immortal words of mumbles the clown and they're not a threat i mean you know china's not a threat they're just they're just building military bases uh, 120 miles offshore uh in cuba from the united states and the clown does nothing to do he no, does nothing about it doesn't doesn't acknowledge it doesn't care I guess I wouldn't either if I was getting paid millions of dollars from the very people that uh are doing all the things against our country. And and that's not a conspiracy theory either. That's actually all true. Um Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, another turd in the bucket. Um, interest rates will probably go higher, um, which is an artificial way to cover for uh, inflation. Either way, they get your money. Yeah. Um Do you think we're do you think we're headed for another uh possible Bay of Pigs type of situation?
1: Um I hate to to say this but where <laughs> Isn't that pathetic? I mean, the the answer is an, oh no way, but the answer is well, uh, it's obviously uh, possible. It's just at which location, which country are we talking about?
0: <laughs> well, I'm talking more along the lines of China, with with the thing that's going on in Cuba. So. Uh,
1: so, are you talking about in in Cuba itself? Could we be but looking at one?
0: Well, with China, so for a half a century, we we you know our geopolitical rival used a spy base in Cuba uh, to steal U.S. military secrets and uh, you know through the through our phones and and through data and all that other stuff. So, the Russians closed that base or shut down that post um, and China is thinking about picking up where they left off. So, in case anybody doesn't know, and this is, some history. Some history here. Uh, a a Soviet-built listening post just south of Havana once employed thousands of personnel to eavesdrop on sensitive U.S. phone and data communications. Um. And and this incompetent fool who is the current president of the United States uh, is aware that China has agreed to uh, host uh, Cuba has agreed to host Chinese spy facilities on the island just 90 90 miles off the coast of Florida Um, so the White House said a long standing Chinese intelligence present was expanded back in 2019 Um, and so you know Russia's Russia's busy with Ukraine and they haven't they haven't utilized Cuba or, or done anything you know in that region for a long time but we all know that china is building you know all these military bases in the south china sea and now they've gotten away with who knows how many balloons they've launched now i mean you don't even hear about the one that i just talked about uh, and we do nothing about it. So what's stopping them from building bases in Cuba? Joe Biden's certainly not going to stop them.
2: No.
1: Well, the, the, I guess a question I have is, what do they need to do that for? What do they need to put in there? Um that they're not getting already. <clears throat> I, mean, I, mean, I hate to be ominous about it, but they already are listening in to all they probably need to, unless they're trying to get, unless maybe they're after something specific.
0: Well, I would venture to say <clears throat> that it'll start out with, uh, oh, it's just a, it's just a surveillance post right and then it expands into ballistic missiles and surface-to-air missiles and why couldn't it that's exactly what russia wanted to do
1: yeah um i'm just wondering if there's any why they would need something there in cuba uh other than to penetrate a location that they can't from where they're already doing things in the elsewhere in the Caribbean through their satellite systems, uh, through their uh, technologies that are into our phone systems uh, and computer systems. Uh, I mean, they yeah, have like, they have more eyes and ears out there than the IRS does. So I, I'm I'm really questioning why they would need that unless they're trying to access something really specific or if they're trying to just rattle cages and say we can do this because we want to do it because i uh, i don't know that they have a need to put something in there in other words they've already got eyes and ears everywhere they need them unless there's something out there that's developed that uh, I'm not aware of, which is very easily possible. Um, You know, back when Cuba was doing it, you know, they were were just trying to get within striking distance of the US with with missiles, you know, and the technology wasn't like it is nowadays with satellite technology and stuff. But, you know, they can get on Google Maps for crying out loud. You know, it's amazing with, you know, I, I just don't know what they would need to have access to. Um, unless it's just to stick their finger in our eye, which is, you know, fine. That maybe all they're doing. They, like I said the other day, they can hear everything they need to hear from from Jamaica. Um, and their conventional stuff that they have already set up, satellites and all that stuff. But, you know, it, if they can get away with it, then of course they're going to do it. Now, I, I think that that's the problem with Russia and the Soviet Union. Um, we had them at a point where there's no way they could possibly link up and become allies. But that has gone away under the Biden administration. Um, And it's er basically irreversible unless a completely different policy is set up and I don't see it happening. Um, So strategically, what they what they're doing is they're playing to each other's strengths. So, Russia can't even beat Ukraine in a conventional war, obviously. They're not, it's not as bad over there as the American media is making it sound, but still, I mean, it's just a travesty. But on the other hand, they have tons of nuclear weapons. The Chinese have tons of uh, tech capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have people all over the U.S. from sending them over here and making them anchor babies. For crying out loud. Plus, they're they're all over the universities and everything. They have uh, real estate investments, police stations, investments, <laughs> police stations. Yeah, they even have the uh, they even have a a child who's running around. Uh, claiming to be the president's son. So, <laughs> so anyway. Spies um,
0: sleeping with our congressmen. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and driving Miss Daisy, you know, there was a, a Chinese spy that was driving around Diane Feinstein for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And how does that escape anyone's attention? Uh, and, yeah, yeah. At any rate, they've got they've got a way better intelligence operation than the than the Russians do. But the Russians have their nukes. It may, and they also have tons of uh, minerals and uh, natural gas and oil. So I guess what I'm saying as I'm rambling along here is that. Together they can take us on. That separately they cannot. So they're emboldened to do all sorts of things that no one's ever even thought of. So a false flag? Yeah, I I think it's very possible they could do, run a false flag operation. The question is where.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, I just, um, I, I just, you know, it's been a topic of discussion. So uh, there's a lot of people concerned about it. So I just, I, I, don't have any idea of the advantages. I mean, you know, when you're when you're trying to compare, like you were saying, Russia and the Cold War, and and uh, you know, the time. In, of which, in which that happened, compared to today, what would be the advantage? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I just know that there are pre- people that are concerned about it, and uh, I mean, I think it's a legitimate concern. I wouldn't want a, a communist country with with the kind of technology like you're talking about and the, and the power that they have being. Less than a hundred miles away from our shoreline
1: well, I think with
0: respect to a false flag
1: it's I would default to my usual uh, default, which is who benefits by this happening, whatever this is so I think the whoever you know, if a false flag operation happens, I think the odds are that we are the ones who do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just like Nord Stream.
0: What do you What do you think? Uh, what do you think was going on with the attempted coup in Russia?
1: There's something that doesn't smell
0: right about that. Um. And, who, and who benefits so you know the United States has a, a, a bad habit of going into foreign countries and taking out you know these so called dictators and only to have it backfire on them almost every single time and and it gets us into, you know, conflicts that we don't need to be in to begin with. You know, they said it was a, a it would be great, you know, we we get rid of Saddam Hussein. It'll be great if we get rid, rid of Muammar Gaddafi. Uh it'll be great if we get rid of uh just had his name on a t- guy from Syria um for the love of God. Help me out, Ron.
1: The guy from Syria?
0: Yeah. Isn't he still in there? That's what I'm saying, but... Oh, okay. Bashar al-Assad. Uh, you know, they wanted to take him out. But when they do these things, they, they you know... Uh, they cause the regions, in, you know, that these people are located in to just become nothing but chaos. So, you know, I, I, I'll bet you di- uh, $100 that, you know, when they saw this attempted coup, so to speak start to play out, they're like, oh, well, this will be good for us. We'll get rid of Putin. But there always seems to be somebody worse waiting in the wings. Yeah, It's kind of like George Soros. Recently, uh, I guess, retired. I don't know what he does other than be a dickhead.
1: Well, especially since Jeffrey es- Epstein died. I mean, that's where he's...
2: Anyway, I better
1: not go there. Um, well, well he yeah. Turned, uh,
0: he turned over you know, control of his whatever it is that he has I mean, over to his son who... You know, everybody's like, oh, this guy's going to die one day and everything will be okay. Well, there's always somebody worse waiting. And according to reports, this guy's even worse than his father, so we have that going for us. But uh, I just, I just wanted to know what your thoughts were about this uh, attempted coup to overthrow the government, which then, interestingly enough, the, uh, the guy Pergozin, who who him and his 50,000 troops goes on video to say, oh, this this wasn't an attempted coup. Uh, but they took control of a, a military command headquarters.
1: Yeah, and they actually took over Rostov.
0: Yeah, it's, there's a million people there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... The folks that uh, I had a duplex that in uh, Kansas City and the Rostovs lived downstairs from me, and I'm like, you know, it was interesting to sit around and talk with them because they were in their 70s and they would escaped from, um, you know, communism and, and the Nazis and uh, Stalin and all of that stuff, and and they were from Rostov, obviously. Um, it, it's just, uh, why would they go in there and take over Rostov? And then the next day, uh, he's like, oh, uh, we'll just go over here into this other country. And uh, we weren't really serious. Um, we're just going to go have some bagels. <laughs> and you know, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, there's just something really wrong about all of that. And I don't think there's anyone running around smart enough to, anymore that's in media To figure it out, all I know is that, uh, David Petraeus just came out with this bizarre statement that, uh, has, he lost his nerve, I think is how he put it. And I'm like, so what's David Petraeus weighing in on that for? You know, um, and and why is he using that terminology? He's he's lost his nerve. Um,
0: it's just odd. So well, that's why I, I was asking it, because because <clears throat> both of them released a, a a video, and both of them originally uh, Putin had said. Uh, they they issued an arrest warrant for him and that he was committing mutiny. But then later on, they were both like, well, that was, you know, like you were saying, false flag. That's just odd to me.
2: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something not right about it. And, uh, If, if he hadn't already left the area and then some other city, I would even question if it even happened.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, wait a minute. How, so they, they took, off, t- took over Rostov with a million people and no resistance whatsoever. He was, he was uh, commanding 50,000 troops it's not like it's not like you would notice 50,000 troops making their way, you know, into a city or you know what i mean that's just odd to me. Mhm. You you're not going to notice 50,000 troops marching across, you know, the country and they're just out to i don't know go camping?
1: Yes, yeah, anything it smells to me like uh, what you could say a strategic withdrawal. You know that that they felt like they needed to move those people out of there, and they cooked up a story about it. Um, and then they also planned, I mean, they they ran their own flag, false flag operation on themselves. It was a disinformation campaign, is what I'm saying. They that things were not going well. They needed to move those people out of there. They cooked up this story about one of their commanders um, uh, has gone rogue uh, to stir up all of these ideas that uh, the Soviet Union is uh, unstable and could fall apart at any moment.
0: Interesting. I
1: mean, yeah. I'm not saying that that's what I think. Right. I'm just coming up with something that someone else has not said yet because uh, I don't I, I don't believe what people have been saying. I believe what I just said is possible. Uh, like I said, though, I don't think that's the, the case, but I think that's plausible. Um, if you're looking for something to do to save face, but also make things sound like it was um uh, I don't know. Uh, they they just put a some lipstick on a pig. I mean they retreated from an area with these tra- crack troops and uh they basically relocated them all and uh everyone's running around saying, Oh we well, gotta watch Putin, he might he made, might implode. Well, maybe, maybe not. It just gets everyone. So you that's know, where that's what I. About that's too.
0: what I, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Was uh-huh. was that? You. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna agree with what you said, and then say, well, they did this on purpose, so that gave them an excuse. Like, say, for instance, well, you know, America had something to do with this or the United States, or NATO, or whatever. They, they convinced him to stab me in the back. Now it's retaliation time, which would give uh, the United States a way to, to get involved in the uh, conflict.
3: I, I, again I'm not
0: saying that's true I'm just saying that that's something that ran across my mind was what better way for Putin to go okay I've had enough you know now there's a, an attempt to overthrow our government the United States interfered you know they they, they convinced this guy to, to to do attempt this coup and because of that you know uh NATO countries are now uh, on the table. Well,
1: it, it's interesting to me that uh, just a few days before this happened, there was something like thirty. The number thirty-two is in my head for some reason. Whether that's correct or not, I don't know. But let's just say thirty-two. Uh, Missiles or um, drone uh, strikes. Basically, supposedly, Ukraine successfully shot down 32 drones. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, they did. Sure, they did. Those are our people doing that.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's strange to me that uh, Prigozhin stopped his advance under the condition that all charges against him were dropped. You mean to tell me that Putin, the dictator of all dictators... (laughs) Is going to say, okay, buddy, I I know you're sorry. I know you made a mistake. I know you didn't mean it. So the arrest warrant is null and void, and all is forgiven. Literally expect me to believe that?
1: Yeah, uh, I just can't believe it unless they already, unless they planned it in the first place. You
0: know, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. So, so here's what it said. Here's what uh, an article says. As part of a, of a deal to end the uprising, the Russian president had personally guaranteed that Prigozhin would be allowed to leave for neighboring Belarus and authorities would drop criminal mutiny charges against him and his fighters, according to the Kremlin. We were able to resolve the situation without further losses, without further increasing the level of tension. Uh, the events capped a day of escalating drama that saw Prigozhin take convoys of his fighters to within hours of the capital virtually unchallenged. Even after Putin accused the mercenary group of treason, in a TV broadcast to the nation Saturday. So either Putin's got all his forces in Ukraine and has nobody there to protect himself and Moscow, or this steaming pile of shit smells like shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined
3: to go with the
1: latter. Um, I mean, they've been, they've been doing propaganda a lot longer than we have. So, right. you know, this, this, the Biden administration is, um, uh, over their head competing with China and Russia when it comes to propaganda, but I just, I. I would re- I think I believe Putin over Biden.
2: Isn't
0: that, isn't that hard to say? No, I've been saying <laughs>
2: <it> that. <through. laughs> for I've been saying, saying it for no, not really.
1: <laughs> nah, not at all. Yeah. I have no confidence in the guy. So um Yeah, I I don't know, I, I just made that up while we we're talking, and yet it, it's actually making more sense to me than anything I've heard. I think they were repositioning troops uh, they know that the that the u s has got people in there, otherwise they're not going to shoot down 30 targets with with their limited capacity they they just it didn't happen that way. We did that hmm so I, I think at some point in time, we're, gonna have, we're going to be held accountable by China and by, by Russia for being in there and stirring the pot. You know, I, I think it gets to be a question of what's that going to look like? And I, I don't think that we'll know until we see it. And I think it'll really stand out. It'll be something that ah there that's you know that's their um false flag meaning ours our false flag like oh a missile takes out um whatever um there'll be something happen that is so onerous that it'll have to provoke us getting involved more than we are now
0: yeah and you and i have been saying that for a while yeah yeah and i
1: think they tried to do that with that damn thing and and but then the old well who benefits by this oh well obviously russia did it because now they have to withdraw from the area because they can't
0: operate oh well <laughs> yeah. It was the Nord Stream that's a no? nice, yeah. That's a nicely planned, strategic move. Right, yeah.
1: I mean, uh, maybe he is having a hard time with these people. I mean, we, we've been fighting for 20 years with of dollars and still can't beat a bunch of goat herders. So, yeah. you know, uh, maybe, maybe they aren't that confident. But uh, I'm inclined to believe that Ukraine did that. Um, and I'm inclined to, to believe that with those uh, with Americans in there shooting things down, then they needed to move troops into different locations so that those people are not vulnerable. And they're going to have to come up with a new game plan on what they do and how they do it. And I think our people are just dastardly enough to be, while we have this little lull in the storm, I think they are putting into place some sort of a false flag over there. I just don't know what it would be. Yeah. I I think we'll know it when we see it. So, I mean, constitutionally, what business do we have being over there doing any of what we're doing? That would be where I would ground to this thing in our discussions of, you know, revolving things around the constitution, the constitutionality of things. Um, you know, why why are we over there playing these games there? And why have we been doing this everywhere else around the world? Why are we the biggest menace uh, to the globe? And we have been for decades. mm mm-hmm. Why is that going on? Because I don't think that's something the American people want at all. But, again, where's the uprising? There was... there, was, and the Vietnam War, remember? But, all of those people are the people in charge now. The communists that didn't want to be fighting communists. And, and let's face it, that is why those people were there, the Weather Underground and all of those people were a bunch of Marxists. I mean, I think everyone knows that by now. On the other hand, I'm all for what they were doing with, with respect to protesting the Vietnam War. Um, a lot of it I agreed with, a lot of it I did not agree with, but I'm all for been protesting any war that we're involved in ought to have the support of the people. And we did not have the support of the people in Vietnam. And we haven't had much support since then. Um, but all of those people are a bunch of I'm shit, but there's a bunch of them in the Biden
2: administration.
1: The, the Marxists from that era. Um, but why are we a menace to the world? And, and why don't we have a whole bunch of people out there protesting, uh, you know, where, where are our anti-war protesters? What happened to them? I mean, are they all working for the State Department and the Pentagon? Uh, maybe so. <laughs> because I'm not seeing any of them out there protesting war. I mean, you and I are more anti-war than they are, and we're, we're supposedly... You know, ultra mega mega whatever right wingers or something or other, whatever they want to call us. Yeah, um, I just know I'm not a, a, a dumb shit Marxist. Um, Isn't that
0: funny how how Trump, <clears throat> you know, even said while he was campaigning, "I'll be the first president that doesn't get us into a war," and then you know the other side, "Oh, he'll ta- he'll get us into World War Three or you know at least." some sort of conflict with north korea or you know china or whoever and it never it never materialized
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you're right on and most
0: of us most of us conservatives true conservatives and classic classical liberals like yourself had been saying for years when are we leaving afghanistan this needs to end now. Not not eighteen years later, but like ten years prior to that. And and why are we still fighting in a in a country that? What are we there for? And I get the you know the whole. You know, we didn't want the Taliban in control. We did, we had to fight ISIS. I get all that stuff, but isn't it funny that prior to Trump, it they couldn't get it. They couldn't get the job done. And then what was it? Six months later, the caliphate was, you know, pretty much wiped out. Everything was, you know, pretty much normal. We weren't having soldiers die. There weren't you know suicide bombings every other day. Because. Trump looked at the 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 people in the field and said, I'm unleashing your power. Do what you need to do. You know, the, yeah. they went back to the old uh, the old rules of engagement. Instead of, oh, well, don't shoot until you're shot at. <laughs> like you said, we're yeah. not we're not in the business to win wars. We're just in the business to continue them. Yeah, well,
1: we're basically in the uh, in the uh, business of buying and selling arms, aren't we?
0: Well, I mean, there's a good argument for that too, and and you could even you know you could even go back to the Reagan administration and say, you know, the same thing. Uh, but yeah. I mean maybe but but well, let me ask you a question. What where's all the where does all that money go? If we're in the arms dealing business, we're certainly not very good at it because we're 32 trillion dollars in debt. But that doesn't mean that uh you know the money for them for, for those arms sales is actually going into the Federal Reserve. Where's it actually going?
2: Because
0: we're certainly not making any money off of it. If, that, oh, no, if, if that's what's going on.
1: No, we're actually the we're actually a buyer. See, what we're doing is we're providing the opportunity for A, to give cash flow to American corporations, who, by the way, donate millions and millions of dollars to these assholes we elect. And they, they can slap a label on their product saying, uh, test it on the ground in Afghanistan tested in Israel, uh, what, you know, just pick a spot. But they can, they can show that their product is uh, proven in battle. I mean, battle-tested is the number one thing these people want to be able to put on a product. And uh, that's where the companies make their profits. And the Pentagon, of course, they're not selling weapons. They're, uh, they're buying them. And then those people, when they leave office, become consultants and uh, et cetera in the arms business. You know, generals, they end up on these boards and everything, and I mean, it's so disgusting. Uh, They don't give a crap about their troops. So yeah, the money, though, what your your point is, well taken, that it's going to the corporations. And the dirty little secret is, it is both the McCain Republicans and the uh, Blumenthal Democrats that are doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both of those kinds of people are adamantly against Trump. So they didn't want him in there because, you know, how are they supposed to make money? when the president won't
0: go to war. Well, and I think that's why John Bolton has such a a disdain for Trump because you know, John Bolton thought, "Oh, I'll go I'll go I'll get into the Trump administration and convince him to go to war and then you know, Trump looked at him and told him to get bent." Yeah. And and hit the bricks and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, well Trump isn't the warmonger that everybody thought he was. So uh I guess I'm going to go ahead and uh you know because he didn't he didn't cave and and give me my way I'm going to pout like a little bitch and uh start you know talking crap about the man. Yeah, because I don't care what channel you see him on or what article you read about him in. Everything that he that he that revolves around him and that he opines on is war. Yeah. I mean, the guy's just a, you know, he's one of them people, and dare I say this on a podcast, that I I would go to jail over punching him in the face. Yeah. It would be worth it.
1: Yeah, I I agree,
0: yeah. You know, and and getting back to uh, your writings on why we're not free anymore, um, I'll just kind of skip ahead here uh, from where we left off. And it kind of coincides with what you're talking about right now. You know, the founders never imagined an elitist ruling class of elected representatives, the executive branch and even the judiciary, carving out exemptions for themselves from laws and penalties which they impose on citizens. Uh, Indeed, a tyrannical class consisting of an elitist few did not evolve from freedom, liberty, and and representative government.
1: I said
2: that?
0: Uh, I mean, I'll give you credit for it, sure. Holy shit! <laughs> Elita's.
2: No, I, I'm kind
3: of like, wow. I kind
1: of, I sort of agree with that. I wrote yeah. that.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, unless okay. you, unless you uh, pulled the Joe Biden and plagiarized it from someone. I mean. It-
1: no, 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 no. It,
0: it, it, you, that- you sent this to me. Like so it. I'm Although going I to like assume it. that you wrote it. Sounds a hell of a lot like me, I must admit. Uh, leaders first saw and continue to see themselves as somehow better than other people and entitled to make, uh, decisions about or for them. We've talked about that numerous times. Yeah. Our system was designed to resist centralized control of government and economics and especially, especially protect the absolute God-given individual right of people to determine how they live their lives. Um... Elitism gradually developed to undermine uh, and oppose the classical liberalism which America was founded upon. Then Marxism arrived from Europe, slowly at first, then began to gel as labor and or political movements. The most organized efforts originated in the so-called Frankfurt School, which sought shelter in Columbia University. By the way, speaking of Columbia University, Dr. Fauci uh, is going to teach there imagine that what w- what have we said these um, people these people leave government only to be set up for the rest of their life in some other you know leftist uh you know they, they that's what they do see i think
1: fa fa she is actually in is going to georgetown
0: one or the other, it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's the same. No, ship. but no, yeah, your
1: point's the same, but it's like he lives in Washington and so is Georgetown.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm
1: pretty Georgetown. sure he said, I'm pretty sure that it's Georgetown. It's just a, a minor correction because your point is is right on, I think. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, they, they set themselves up. Um, The whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Georgetown School of Medicine. Uh, same shit, though. Columbia, Georgetown, all them universities, are all they're all governed and mandated and run and organized by the same Marxists, so it doesn't really matter. You might as well call them all the same damn thing. Well,
1: pretty much. Isn't uh, that sad? The guy who's probably caused more... Damage to the world in the last two or three years than anyone else, and he gets a a cushy position like that instead of being in jail.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, uh, again, yeah, I don't I don't understand why why people cherry pick certain things to protest over. When the real issues and the real things they should protest over, they just sit back and whatever.
1: Yeah, they're, they're fine with it because it's their guy. I
0: mean, yeah. so, so, for example, you know, I brought up Bud Light at the beginning and how they didn't learn their lesson the first time. Um, I could care less. You know, I I didn't say boycott Bud Light. I I don't drink Budweiser products, so it doesn't matter to me. I don't have to boycott them, uh, nor am I interested in it. Because that's not an issue that affects my uh, daily life. However, the guy who couldn't determine whether you needed one mask, two masks, three masks, no masks, uh, Dr. Seuss here that's going to Georgetown to teach young, impressionable, impressionable minds uh, made decisions that cost people their lives. I mean, we have um, the highest overdose rates, uh, young people, teenage... And and early twenty suicide rates are through the roof. Depression is is out. It's rampant. As a matter of fact, that would be. Cons- I would consider that a bigger pandemic than COVID was. Yeah, exactly. Because of the, the decisions made by the likes of this jackass.
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that
0: that. You know why? Why aren't? Of course, it's Georgetown, and even if it was Columbia. Uh, and thanks for correcting me on that. Um, I just didn't want us to get a million letters like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they they may be a liberal. I use that term loosely, university. But not everybody that goes there. There's conservatives, you know, there's Republicans, there's young people that, you know, haven't lost their minds. Why aren't they protesting? You don't see, you know, when you see a protest, it's usually usually s- someone from the left or a Marxist organization.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, they get thrown out of class. They, uh, or if
0: you're standing on the sidewalk preaching from the Bible, you get arrested for disorderly conduct. Exactly. Stupid. It's yeah. freaking stupid.
1: Yeah, there's no freedom of speech there unless you're a leftist.
0: Yeah, and... Um, so, interestingly enough, most first amendment conflicts involve corporate social activists and self-interested corporate media arguing for freedom of speech religion or anti-religion and the right to assemble especially the right to assemble and protest in the current era many folks think of one of the few large publicly traded corporations who control 90 percent of the media as the press however The right to print, publish, and speak whatever someone deems proper belongs to all citizens unless an infringement is made upon another person. Uh, With respect to the freedoms of religion and assembly, their rights are also individual rights. So all these First Amendment activists and uh, the corporate media they're they're all just one big protest. Just one group of protesters. Mm-hmm. But they protest the wrong things. Uh so when it comes to our uh, goal here, I think you, you hit this on nail right on the head. So setting all those things aside for now, when was the last time anyone participated in, heard, or read a great conversation about the right to petition for redress of grievance? ever, is almost a forgotten right, nearly eliminated by the judicial branch, elected representatives, and government employees. What people have forgotten, which you say here, is the country belongs to the people. Yet the system in place favoring groups of petitioners effectively forecloses individual people from petitioning for redress of grievances. A growing number of American citizens, the people, have expressed frustration with their country, freedom, and liberty being stolen from them. Unconstitutional lockdowns and actions to enforce them were nearly sufficient to cause a rebellion. Political rioters were allowed to burn, loot, and murder in some jurisdictions with few, if any, repercussions. Then a questionable national election in which authorities refused to conduct forensic audits to ensure a valid election had taken place. The Supreme Court predictably refused to do anything at all. Uh, The possible, the possibly fraudulent election was followed by government agencies, particularly national intelligence operatives and the FBI, fomenting a staged fake insurrection during the electoral counting, then lied about it. Meanwhile, a police officer murdered an unarmed defenseless woman in the Capitol building during the protests when his life was not in danger. Yet nothing was done. Not even a grand jury re- review. Where were the protests for that for Ashley Babbitt? You know, her mom went to a protest and they arrested her. Yeah. So, in the interest of brevity, hundreds of grievances have not been mentioned. Uh, the few, these few grievances provide sufficient illustration of how much damage can be done by a few government misdeeds. The public was prevented from knowing about all the facts because voices speaking up against or simply questioning the false narratives were censored, harassed, even thrown in jail. So that comes, that's, uh, that's it. Let's conclude the conclusion of that. Uh, which brings us back to where we kind of originally started. Um, how do we, so if you go on our website, you can read this. There's also, like I said, uh, either last episode or the episode before, a sample petition And and is that going to work? Uh, We can't sit back and allow these people that are in our government to continue to have these fake hearings, these threats of charges, these threats of holding people accountable. They're not even real threats, to be honest. Um, and they're all doing that. They're throwing us little bones. You know, here's your bone. Go to your corner, and, and, you know, when you're done with that one, we have another one for you. Mm -hmm. You know, just keep yourself occupied until this story goes away and a new one comes up. Then we'll throw you another bone. So what are we going to do? Well, the plan is for us to, you know, get people together and, uh, you know, draw up some sort of declaration like what we had mentioned before, if that's what it takes. But our government is not listening to us. And literally, almost everything they do is unconstitutional. It's, it, it kills me, Ron, and I know you don't, you don't watch it, uh, a lot of stuff, but it kills me that I have to watch a, an elitist on a committee that doesn't even know the own rules of the committee that they sit on, and they have some 20-something-year-old behind them who's whispering in their ear, what they can and can't say, what they can and can't do, what 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 the uh, procedure calls for, you know, the rules of a parliamentary inquiry, uh, the rules of a, um, how to how to uh, uh, introduce uh, documents or evidence into the record. They they don't even know how to do that. No. And I'm not talking about freshman congressmen or senators. I'm talking about people that have been there for 20 plus years and they still don't know how to operate a, a committee hearing. I learned that crap when when I was in FFA in high school. Now I've forgotten a lot about that but I, I can still probably if I was to go into one of those things I could... It, it, I would probably remember you know some of it but we learned all that stuff in in ffa and in school
1: yeah most of it's just basic robert's rules of order it's (laughs) It's not that hard yeah they have to complicate it all because what they're actually looking for is how to do something and and gain from it so that one person can hold something up or what have
0: well and they have a bunch of these millennial attorneys Uh, that really I don't know that they really know the constitution the rules and the law they just kind of wing it as they go
1: Yeah, they know the rules of the Senate,
0: but they don't know the Constitution. Yeah, um, I actually saw, uh, I actually was watching, um, what hearing was it? Uh, Oh, it was with uh, John Durham. And before he was censured, uh, Adam Schifferbrains was trying to... uh, to have some, I can't remember, some sort of uh, report entered into the record. And Jim Jordan was struggling. And both of them had these people whispering in their ears back and forth, telling them the answers. And and I'm a, a huge fan and a supporter of Jim Jordan, but I'm like, come on, dude. You're the committee chair, and you're going to—seriously? You, you, now, in his defense, and to be fair, they were wanting to introduce this, this report, and he said, uh, I'm, we're going to have to wait on that. And then Adam Schiffer-Brain started giving him a hard time, and he said, listen, here's the deal. There are names in that report that need to be redacted before we can enter it into the record. He said, so your your request is granted, but after we go through it and, and take out what needs to be taken out. And it was about, you know, people's identities. So I'll give him that. But it was like, why did it take you so long to get there? You know, and why isn't, isn't that something that you already know? That you have to have a, you know, some intern or whatever telling you what you can and can't do. So if they can't run a hearing, what makes you think that they can run the damn country? <laughs> and that they're making the right decision when it comes to your daily lives.
1: yeah
0: you know yeah, really. is it gonna take a, a a a call from an IRS agent to tell you that the tags on your freaking vehicle are expired and they want to know why <laughs> yeah yeah uh.
1: Governments everywhere, see, they're listening to us. They're just only listening to what they want to pay attention to. Like they're listening to us now. We've had enough experience with mysterious things showing up after a conversation. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that they're listening to us
2: now.
0: I don't really care. But,
1: but they're not. But, but my point is, they'll listen to us but they won't do anything about what we're saying uh, as, as long as uh, it doesn't threaten them. You know, if if we say something again... Oh.
0: You there? Hey, can I'm you locked. not hear me? Yeah, uh, yeah, he dropped off there for a second. I can hear you. Oh, now. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But go Um, ahead.
1: Yeah. My my point is, is they're listening to us to see what we're up to, but they're not listening to us about anything that we have to say that might uh, infringe upon their power. And isn't that the problem? Well, it is the problem, Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, you know, I, I I just don't know. I'm I'm not seeing a sign that uh, enough people are torqued, unwilling to do anything. There are a lot of people torqued, but um, and and there are a lot of people willing to do something. But it's like only enough if they're gun into a feel like... I'm sorry. What was that? Only if they're backed into a corner. You know. Like, if if people rolled into town here and they were going to try to do something, you know, uh, they're going to take all the tractors that people have that aren't registered or something, some weird crap like that. Well, you know, there's a lot of people here who just shoot them all. Um, but short of that, I mean, if they're not provoking an immediate threat, people just kind of sit around like they're on the couch watching TV or something, you know? It's not like any of this is real to them for some reason.
0: Anyway. Do you think this might have something to do with it?
3: America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against a country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. (laughs) No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use that's used to provide this. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. Folks, look, I went to every major school shooting and around the, in the country since I was a chairman of the Judiciary Committee all the way through as Vice President and President. Over 48,000 people died from gunshot wounds in 2021 in the United States of America. Over 26,000 by suicide. When guns are the number one killer, listen, listen, the guns are the number one killer of children in America, of children and number one. More children die from guns than active duty police and active duty military personnel combined. What?
1: Yeah, he's just... Yet again, here's
0: Here's
3: the good good one. Enough rogue gun dealers feel like they they can get away with selling guns to people who aren't legally allowed to own them. And I might add, the Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. While the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots, what's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. Where
0: where does it say in the Constitution, where does it say that, what he, what he just said, where, where is that?
1: Yeah, it's not in there. No, sorry. Yeah.
0: That, that, he, he just lied. Yeah, that, that you're limited to the weapons you can own. Where, where does it say that? Yeah. I mean, he's also said that the, the Constitution and the amendments in the Constitution are not absolute. Yeah. Where does it say that? I can tell you what is absolute. He's a dumbass. Yeah, he, is. <laughs> he never was the
1: sharpest knife in the drawer.
0: And and, and sh- my god, he shouldn't he should not be president of the United States. Anyone who has that kind of mentality Listen, we we've said this before and if you if you question that you know, we're 25th or whatever in the top twenty five of we're not we're not in the top twenty five of freest countries in the world and that you're a free person in the United States of America l- just listen to what he just said because everything he just said is not in the Constitution at all as a matter of fact I would venture to to Bet anything. I would bet my life that if the Founding Fathers were alive today and that effing moron said that out loud to them, I'm I'm wondering which one of them would have punched him in the mouth first.
1: (laughs) I can hear the musket fire.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Unbelievable to me that people don't see the writing on the wall. These people, these Marxists are... <clears throat> they are more dangerous than Donald J. Trump will ever be.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And, and oh, by the way, it is legal to own a cannon. I mean, what a moron. <laughs> it's I mean... But, but, but here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing. The lying liars that lie about lying, and I'm stealing your, your line, uh, are followed by believers of the lying liars that lie about lying. They, they believe the words that are coming out of his mouth. They clap when he says, Oh, by the way, Uh, if you're going to take on the government, you're going to need some F-15s and some nuclear weapons. And then there's some, you know, there's some uh, self-identifying owl in the background who can't figure out what gender they are that, that has a fine arts degree in underwater basket weaving.
1: Yay! Yeah. Well, you know, I actually, uh, one of my cousins sent me some information this morning about someone in San Antonio, St. Philip's College or something like that. That's ringing a bell. Maybe that's what it is. St. Phillips, yeah. At any rate, this professor has been teaching about uh, sexual. Determination has come, is derived by the X and Y chromosomes. That that determines if some whether someone is male or female. He's been a professor there for twenty years. He got fired today um, because he continued to say that. So I guess they need to take the saint out of whatever that maybe maybe, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, maybe it's just Phillips or pillheads now or something, but. I don't know what the hell they think if it doesn't come from X and Y. So, of course, Mr. Snarky had to toss something in about, oh, I actually did this in a post with him. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is public. Um, So, at any rate, I said uh, something to the effect of, uh, yeah, apparently there are a lot of uh, non conforming uh something or other out there running around who do not have x uh, or y chromosomes and hence the that complication is probably the reason why OJ has not found the real killer <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh then i said something like uh and Oh, and thus the, the reason for Paul Simon writing the song about mama don't take my, my chromosome away. <laughs> so, you know, I just refuse to take these people serious. Yeah, but you know mm-hmm. who's
0: interested? In, think about this for a second. You know who's interested in getting into the minds and the pants of young people? Yeah. Old pervert Marxists. Pedophiles, yep. Yeah. And now the Vatican's yeah. even joined in. Uh, of course. Yeah. I mean it was it was gonna happen sooner or later. I mean they they were doing it for years before any of well, this it was even a, a thought. Yeah, and, and now they have a real
1: the Pope we have now probably is the guy who was after the boys from Brazil.
0: Well, he's the one that implemented the you know the LGBTQ plus um, uh, new doctrine for the for the Catholic Church. Really? Oh yeah. So know, so no. now they now they don't have to worry about doing it behind closed doors. They can get away with it uh, right out in the
1: open. Oh my! What a loser that guy! I mean, I don't have a problem. I don't give a crap what they do when they're not in church. But you know, someone who's molesting little kids, male or female, I mean, they just need to string them up by the yard arm. You know, go find another priest. You know, don't don't screw up our kids. So you know, I don't care what they do amongst themselves. Leave the kids alone.
0: It's about the children.
1: <laughs> we can use that one too.
0: So, so the the moron calls for end to anti-gay laws and LGBTQ plus welcome. So, uh, basically, uh, what he said was. Um, Criticized laws that uh, criminalize homosexuality as unjust, saying God loves all his children just as they are, and calling on Catholic bishops who support the laws to welcome LGBTQ plus people into the church. I don't think LGBTQ plus people have never been welcome in church.
1: Yeah, they've been welcome at every church I've ever been to.
0: And I don't think that the United States has any... Laws that criminalize homosexuality. I mean, if they do, they're old laws that have been on the books. Just like, you know, you can't spit on the sidewalk, or if you fart in public, you can, you know, be written a ticket. Just, you know, but there, there's no, there's no laws on, on our books uh, that criminalize homosexuality. Not, not, none that I'm aware of. Well, I mean, we're not throwing yeah. homosexuals in jail for holding hands while they're walking down the street. If you're walking no, down the street... but there, with-
1: is, a, there is something here, because um, I remember this coming up in Missouri where I went to college and high school, because Missouri does have what's called a... a, a it's a sodomy law. And their definition of sodomy in Missouri was and still is that uh, basically anything that is not um, vaginal sex is sodomy, oral sex, anal sex, what have you. anything that is not vaginal sex but is, that doesn't
0: uh, but that doesn't speci- is, does it specifically say c- carried out by gay people or or is that is that does that include straight people?
1: Straight people too.
0: Okay, so th- again, no,
1: that, I, I'm agreeing with you. You know, it's kind of getting into the uh the weeds a little bit, but that taking a, a law like that, some will say, to use Obama's famous straw man. Oh. Some will say, well, and, and I can see that it it's a legitimate thing. I suppose that if someone's gay, then they're not going to be having vaginal sex with someone, right? If it's a guy, so um, so therefore. You know, if you kind of read between the lines enough, then you can see where it, you know, it could be viewed as it's anti-gay. Um, but you know, that that's kind of splitting hairs. And on the other hand, that is a legitimate, that is a legitimate beef that someone. Could argue, I, I, I would give them that argument that I I, and I, understand I, I always that. have, yeah. Yeah, I understand. I always that. have. Um, it's just that, you know, in Missouri, if someone has a conviction, like one of the contractors that was working on this property, um, the one that is in Missouri that I have, uh, he was. Well, I don't want to get into a bunch of detail at any rate. I had, reason to, I, did, I had reason to question some of his, you know, the contractor piece of what he had going on. So I also had, Kinsey of, was going out there and uh, there for a week or two with, to see the dogs and the cats and the uh, help which basically means she's driving the tractor all the time and she's playing with the dogs and the cats. Hmm. That's helping. But at any rate, I kind of thought, you know, I have a weird feeling about this guy, and he notified me that he thought he could come back And about the time that she was there and stuff, and I'm like, I already have a bad feeling about this. I better do a little bit more due diligence if she's going to be around. So I did and lo and behold, the guy's a registered predator. Um, he's a sex offender. Um, and he's in his early 60s now. But this offense happened when he was about 50. With a 14-year-old boy. Wow. And the guy had been married before. He's married now. I mean... I don't know what his situation is, don't care, except he's messing around with a 14-year-old and he's not like 15. Uh, so that's a big difference, you know, 50 years old and 14. So my the way I've looked at it is everyone's kind of been in that, not, maybe not everyone, but you know what I mean. That everyone's sort of been in that whole 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds, kind of a time frame. And I think uh, Missouri is 18 or under. I think that's their minor. So, uh, but 50 and 14, that is an adult taking advantage of a child. And it wasn't once. It was three times that it was admitted to. And why the hell the guy wasn't in jail or whatever, I don't know. Probably be a good question. But at any rate, I was able to find a record on this guy that, uh, yeah, he's he's a registered predator. So I'm like, no, you're not doing any more work here. Um, I had to go another direction. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Because there's no way she's going to be around someone like that. I'm not even risking it. So whether he's gay, whether he's not, it doesn't matter. It's inappropriate, right? It's very inappropriate. Now, I don't care if if it's gay, homosexual, whatever the hell it is. Don't give a crap. I care about 50 and 14. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's the goal of some of these people. Uh, There's been talk of decriminalizing pedophilia and and normalizing it only by pedophiles and and by the way just to, to throw this out there not to like you know say you were wrong or anything like that but to put some context with um, sodomy laws um, the Supreme Court upheld the Constitution, constitutionality of sodomy laws in 1986. In 2003, the Supreme Court reversed the decision with Lawrence versus Texas invalidating so- sodomy laws in the 14 remaining states, one of them including Missouri. So sodomy laws are, uh, basically don't even exist in the United States anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what it is about Missouri that they did not... uh, It hasn't been repealed here. I mean, maybe pieces of it have, but... Well, what it
0: does say is that... um, uh, Sodomy laws in the United States outlawed a variety of sexual acts. These were inherited colonial laws. Uh, from the 17th century. They often targeted targeted sexual acts between persons of the same sex, and that's what you and I have, have agreed that, mm-hmm. you know. How, how are you proving that anyway? I mean, unless you're there while it's happening. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to prove. It, I, I, I mean, if someone's doing that in public, they need to be arrested anyway, but moving on. Um, many statutes employed definitions broad enough to outlaw certain sexual acts between persons of different sexes, in some cases even including acts between married persons. So the it's sodomy, yeah, what you were saying, and, and, and is very accurate, is that these were broad laws, but were they, were they intended to be that way? just so they could cover their ass, <laughs> the pun intended, cover, <laughs> cover their ass, and and this was just merely uh, mm-hmm. a, a law designed for gay people.
1: Well, maybe that's why he uh, keeps pooping his pants. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he did do much of that with Jerry Sandusky. I don't know. It, it's just that, you know, that, that very thing came up, I, I remember, in high school. Because there's, you know, there's boys and girls, and it's like, well, you know, don't, you know, there's a this instead of this and whatever. Um, but Missouri was so restrictive that basically anything other than, you know, the the deed is sodomy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that has changed, but there's diff- also different degrees first degree, second degree, third degree, and this guy was, it was forcible, which is another thing that bothers me. I think two people, even though they are not a consulting, a, a, a what's it, it's not a consulting adult. Oh, I have had a long day. All right. So uh, this con- explains Consenting it adult. Even though you're not a consenting adult. It's kind of like, you know, a girlfriend and boyfriend, and they're 15 years old. Um, leave them the hell alone. I mean, as you say, yeah, why are I, we bothering with it? Yeah. I, but, but a lot of it was, you know, we don't want these kids getting pregnant and not being married sort of thing. And that kind of, that's a social morale that I think probably needed to change because... People did get pregnant and have to get married and everything, and it had been going on for. It's gone on for centuries, and I predict it will go continue to go on for centuries.
0: Yeah, uh, and just so, and you know, it, it's clear if anybody's listening for the first time. Um, I have no issue with. uh, with gay people or transgender people or anything like that, I mean, to each their own. Um, I just think there's a time and place for it. You know, I don't, I don't think that we should be having drag queen story hour at, you know, the elementary school down the street. Um, I, I just don't think that that's the right time or the right place or the right people to be seeing that. If, yeah you know as a parent of three I would not want my kids you know going to a drag show I've actually been to a drag show uh, with some gay friends of mine uh, I was with my wife by the way so yeah um but uh I, I mean I I didn't treat them any differently. I mean, I didn't care. They were my friends. They wanted to go. wasn't my thing, but I went, you know, because they were my friends. Uh, but I'm looking at something here. So, um, there is a, so current status of state statutes regarding sodomy and bestiality. All sodomy statues Statutes have been invalidated, ruled unconstitutional by state courts, and/or Lawrence v. Texas. But twelve have not been repealed by their state legislatures. One of them being uh, Missouri. Right. So even though it's federally decriminalized, uh, the state legislature there has not change the rules yeah so
1: it's the inverse the inverse or maybe the preverse would be a better term but it's the inverse of the colorado pot laws where it's legal in colorado but it's not legal federally federally, yeah so i think you're only right talk knowledgeably about it but my suspicion is is that it it rose to a level to where the Fed, you know, it involved something federal. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a couple. I, I, like I remember a, a deal where there was a couple in Detroit, married. Where they're pulled over the side of the road and doing whatever they're doing, and they get arrested for that. Um, this was, I think, in the '60s, maybe. Not, that, not that it's the only time in life that it's ever happened, but they both ended up having to. I mean, it it, it did go to the Supreme Court, but it's like, what? What the hell?
0: And what was but, the decision?
1: Um, that it, they they basically had to drop the charges, but there also was a recognition that the city had a right to regulate that sort of activity in the area because it wasn't an area where folks were, you know, soliciting prostitutes and Uh drugs and all of that stuff. I mean, it's Detroit for crying out loud. So, I mean, it's, it was before Detroit became a wasteland. Um, (laughs) So it was part of the whole downward spiral, but, you know, they have a right to kind of regulate their activities on the streets, which, uh, I, I don't disagree with, but it,
0: it's... But wait a minute. <laughs> so, I'm just going to throw a hypothetical out there. Ah, maybe I better not.
1: Yeah, you got to watch it on this topic. I mean, I've, I'm i surprised one of us hasn't
0: gone too far. <laughs> well, but let me ask you a question. So, if... If... if uh. If Randy is driving down the road with his wife, Maureen. And Maureen decides to give Randy a Hummer while he's driving down the road. Isn't it their car, their choice? (laughs) It's their own private property. They may be on a public road. Is it it illegal? Is this an electric (coughs) Hummer? (laughs) is it automatic or stick shift
1: was Arnold driving (laughs) yeah
0: um yeah
1: see I was afraid of this um (laughs) it seems like it is their car their choice it's just you know if it's one of those self-driving hummers (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's part of the automated system. Oh know. Lord, we're we're going yeah. down. Yeah, I tried to that. find the. I tried to send up the flare. It was <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, it does seem like that that's protected. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just trying. I'm just trying to follow our our. Uh, Oh, <laughs> <You're> just trying <laughs> to follow our our rules here. That you know we're sticking to the Constitution. So, is, is that a constitutional pre- constitutionally protected Ooh. activity? Well, yeah. no wonder yeah. hum- no wonder Hummers are so expensive. <laughs> exactly. They're they're not over a hundred thousand for nothing, man. (laughs) You gotta trade in an MG sometime. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Only problem is most MGs were convertible, so at that point is that a is that PDA and and that's not constitutional. I mean, you know, we have to know the rules here.
1: Well, I have to tell you, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. (laughs) The Constitution was just Not that big of a deal to me me.
0: Wait a minute Uh, honey I need to open up my pocket Constitution To make sure this is
1: Exactly
0: Protected activity
1: For someone who owned a convertible For at least 40 years (laughs) At least one convertible The whole time Anyway uh, You should see what you can do on a motorcycle sometime Uh,
0: Well that's our series finale Of an inquiry into freedom (laughs)
1: There's, there's four guys dressed in black out my front door here. Um, yeah.
0: So, oh my. Yeah,
1: God. they're. Um, oh my. Yeah. I just think that people ought to be able to do whatever the hell it is they want to do, unless they're causing harm. Well, some uh, so so leave I'm them the pull- hell alone. Uh, yeah. I think that I think that the, with the respect to these adults taking children, children. To a drag queen show. I think that is beyond the pale.
0: Well, so um, isn't it ironic that the, the the party that uses the children as a shield all the time... Yeah. 100% of the time, don't have a problem with the children being sexually exploited. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand... It's hard to follow the rules when they don't even follow their own rules. Well, so that so is, it, it, yeah. if if you know if someone over the age of eighteen, I, I mean, let's just be honest. You know, people that are young these days, eighteen doesn't mean anything. But but for the sake of legality, if, if people two consenting adults, regardless of what their sexual orientation is want to be together. I, I could care less, go for it. But if you're doing it around or near or in front of someone that's under the age of 18, like say five, two, yeah. I, I take issue with that.
1: Yeah. I, if, I you wanna, if you want to,
0: if you want to have a drag show or if you want to have a pride parade or if you want to do whatever you want to do, I don't have to go. But, I mean, they were showing some performances at these Pride events. And these people are, they're naked. And other people brought their children. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, well, you've never... You've never gotten out of the shower in front of your, your child? Well, that's different. Why is it different? Well, because I'm not, like, sexually, I'm not doing things, you know, acting out certain things. I'm drying off and I'm getting dressed.
1: I heard that you dance and
0: sing in the shower myself. I do, actually. Mm. Sounds uh, quite perverted to me. Like, it's pre-vergent. I'm a legend in my own shower.
1: <laughs> some people are I don't know how they presume to think though that everyone does that what you know dance
0: that, and sing in the show
1: shower <laughs> well or they show up in the shower and they're and they're dancing with their kids or whatever they got so
0: I've never done Biden, anything like I mean
1: Biden gets out of the shower and he somehow breaks his ankle with the dog I, that one really has me mystified yeah. but I mean that's that is bestiality um but at any rate, yeah, they they don't have any business doing that. These are children, and I think that uh, what do you think would happen in our day? Or, you know, they have a sex ed class for, for fifteen year olds in high school or, or something like that, and they want to go do a drag show. Then I think it's the same as any kind of a field trip that the press. A parent needs to sign off on yeah, it's okay to go do this. Right. But just to take them and expose them to it, um, uh, I don't think is is okay at all. Or
0: to not and inform think, a parent.
1: Well yeah, right. I think that I think that's just unconstitutional. It
0: it it uh what do you think would happen in our day if, if something like that would have happened to you? And your father found out about it. I can tell you what what happened in my situation. Well, if it
1: had happened on a military base, um, I, I imagine basically everyone in the subdivision would have probably participated in drawing and quartering whoever was involved <laughs> with their cars, if not, you know, parachute rip cords and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and uh, private sector, like uh, in a public school setting or something where we lived also, I mean, I hate to have to use so many words for a simple question. I went to 12 schools, so um, I don't really even remember them all, but at any rate, a public school, there would have been at least one parent, maybe, maybe my dad, maybe not, I don't know, what he would have done. I, I, I really don't. He would have gone through the roof. And I probably would not have known what he did. Yeah. But knowing the school where where I went, um, there were several folks in, um, let's say, alternative, mainstream, uh, uh, what, what's, what's the right word? Uh, parallel economies. Yeah, that's it. They they were in the mob, yeah. Whoever was involved would be gone. Right. Yeah, they'd just they'd just be gone. Um, and who's to say that that isn't a? I don't. Doesn't the militia have a right to do that? I mean, that is kind of what the mob did in Sicily. You know, uh, they acted when the government would not. And if uh, maybe that is a legitimate area for, for militias to consider. If, if we're being abused as a society, then is that not something that a militia has a right to step in and show up at a school or a school board and say, no, this is not happening in the school district? You know, why, why, can't, why can't that happen? Why can't that be more than just keeping very arms, I guess is my point. But yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have happened. I mean, uh, it was enough to have this sort of a conversation in school when when I was in school. I mean, this this conversation is bordering on what's okay and not okay to talk about. So to go on into the full-fledged drag thing, no, that that's all Hegelian dialectic. It's all progressive of trying to advance these perverts. And, and, and it's basically, you know, an awful lot of these socialists that come out of Europe are seriously perverted. I mean, they are some really screwed up people. These are not people who are, you know, they went out and made their money on their own. These are old, old families that have run Europe for hundreds of years. Since before there were, since since back when there were kings and queens. Right. That's how old these families are. And they're mm-hmm. so inbred, and they have such old, weird family secrets that we all just have to realize these are not normal people. And they're trying to bring these perversions on us because... <clears throat> The United States is the target. And it's not because we love freedom or because of all this other crap, it's because we have the best functioning economy in the world and the world needs to plunder our ability to feed itself. That's really what all this is about. These people in Switzerland and Germany and France and England and everywhere else, uh, they know that at some point in the next hundred years uh they better be firmly planted in a different situation for their family to continue making money and they need the united states to preserve their way of life for their future generations this is not some army sergeant who is trying to figure out how to feed his family um or even a lawyer. These are people who are incredibly, incredibly wealthy, who show up at kings' coronations, and well, some of them are kings' families. I mean, look at Prince Andrew. The fact that he's in that same book with with Bill Clinton and everyone else with the uh, the the madam for Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. They're all protected, too. We don't see that book anywhere, do we? We don't know who's in there other than a few people. Why don't we know that? You know?
0: Well, the elitists, being protected. The elitists are covering their ass.
1: Yeah. One of them is John Roberts.
0: Do you know that? Wouldn't surprise me.
3: Yeah.
0: It, would, and I'm not it saying wouldn't shock not- me in the least.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- there were people who went in and out of that place all the time that they're not connected to what Epstein had going on. They, I mean, it, it was a place where it was an entertainment sort of a thing. He yeah. was using it to, to curry favor with contacts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was an also a lot of malicious crap that went on there, too. Separating it out only can happen if there's some honest, open records To be able to figure it out. But these people who are protected are making sure that does not happen.
0: Well, I think, uh, I think. Ghislaine Maxwell probably made some sort of deal. Uh. to, To save her life. And said, I won't turn over any names. Just keep me alive even if it means I have to be in prison for the the rest of my life. I'd rather be alive than dead uh, and burn in hell for as long as I can avoid that. Here's all the names. Do with them what you will. I won't say a thing. It's just speculation, obviously, but I mean, I think it's a pretty good start
1: yeah i think that is pretty consistent with what's happened it, it it's kind of like the the whole uh the russia 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 thing and saying that it was actually joe biden that they were after and not trump with the with the dossier
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like doesn't it make a hell of a lot more sense to think about it if you apply that dossier to to joe biden and hunter biden and uh, prostitutes in Russia and all of that stuff? Well, sure it does. It's like, oh, wow. Boy, that makes a ton of sense because it, it lines up with the, the dossier of bullshit lines up with their, with their actual lives. So, of course, it lines up. And the same thing with what you just said about Ghislaine Maxwell was that, yeah, what you just said lines up a lot more with what has happened than anything else we've
0: heard. Uh, it's so frustrating that <laughs> we, can't get any, we can't get any information so we're going to have to do the the go beyond the petition to government and, and move right into the next level uh, and just we demand it. If we don't get it, we just take it.
1: Well, we know darn well that's what the left would do. You know, I mean, we saw a whole summer of riots with them um, over basically nothing. They were just rioting to riot and loot and murder. They weren't doing it. They never heard of George Floyd before. It's just an excuse for them to get out and blow off steam. So, you know, right-wingers never do that sort of thing. And why the hell not? So it basically does take that sort of action. Yeah. To, to get attention
0: Well and to, uh, to Close the show I, I'm gonna Prove once again that Joe Biden doesn't know what he's Talking about and that he's a liar I can own an F-16 buddy So yeah I can, I, I can Own an assault weapon But I can also own an F-16 I can buy it from the government. It's not illegal. So uh, yeah, you yeah. the, the government and the military won't aren't the only ones that can have an F-16. I, I don't know that I can buy a nuclear weapon, but I can buy an F sixteen. Well, who needs a nuclear weapon if you can just eat a Taco Bell? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> You just Uh-oh. you just drive through the drive through at Taco Bell with your Hummer. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, that's Hummer on Hummer Violet. Oh, yeah. we better we better quit. Okay, well that'll do it. Uh, I guess we'll see you the next time on An Inquiry into Freedom. Check us out on com. and. Uh, That'll do it for this Tuesday episode. We will see you again on Thursday. That is. Bye bye.